everybody. Welcome to another episode of Dev Party. It's fucking 2022, and here we are yet again, still developing our film, probably making the same mistakes. No. And uh, talking about it. So, of course, Eric over there Hi. disagreeing with me. I do disagree with you. We have gotten <laughs> a lot better in the past couple of years. Maybe. We so, rarely make mistakes. <laughs> so we did promise you some extra special dev parties this year, but I mean, it's literally the first. I haven't even paid rent yet, which, ooh, I think I'm going to be late. Yep. Yeah. Wow, bank is man. closed. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, did you guys pay rent? I hope so. No, because of course they did. By the didn't. time you're listening to this, it's probably like what, like the 12th, 15th now? You know, uh, second if you're Patreon, <laughs> fifth if you are not. So, yeah, yeah, we're recording. We're right by the skin of our teeth for this one. We, uh, we yes. are taking breaks, and this is part of the break. Yes. Uh, which includes cramming, apparently. So, what are you developing today, Vanya? FP4. Ooh. Uh, plus? Yeah, plus. Yeah, well, there's yeah, a plus at the end of it. Yes, there is. Since, like, the 80s, there's been. <laughs> so, not expired, just, like, fresh just fresh film. regular. Okay. Yeah. Um, I shot this in the Voigtlander Vogue. Okay. So, it'll be, I think, is it 6x8 or 6x9? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. eight. Uh, definitely one's not going to come out because I forgot to take out the slide, and oh, didn't yeah. realize it until I already rewound the film. So yeah, developing that in PMK Ooh. for ten minutes. That's awesome. Have you ever shot a, a single frame of FP four that you've actually liked? No. <laughs> nope. Me neither. <laughs> That can't be true. I must have liked one or two of them. But I'm it's sure a I have really too, difficult. I, yeah. I, I Maybe I'm just... I don't know. I guess I get really particular. But I'm really excited about PMK. So... Yes. I don't know. Maybe this is the the formula. The, the this, golden formula. This could be. This could be. Absolutely could be. What are you developing today? Well, I'm developing a little something called Kodak Technical Pan. And if you haven't heard of it, forgive yourself. It has been off the market since 19... No, sorry, 2004. It's... I'm going to get into what the film is, but it's a weird little weird little film. But I'm also using PMK at a... Uh, it's it, A lot of the developers that they use for this are kind of diluted. This one seems to not be. And I don't know. Never developed before. Never shot it before. I thought I had a bunch of rolls of it, but it turns out I just had one. Oh, so, no. So this is like know. the one is, is done, it. huh? This is it. Yeah, I'm done. I've never shot it before, and I'm excited to get to it. My development time is 12 minutes, so I'm going to pour out, set my timer, and uh, start developing. And I will let you know when to start yours. Sounds good. Uh, um, did you mention what camera you shot it in? Oh, it is definitely the RB67. Okay. I could have guessed that, I guess. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's exciting. So we're both doing PMK, so we'll both be agitating every 15 seconds, so that's fun. That is true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to 
knock the can on the on the counter. What did you shoot? Like, what uh, what stuff did you shoot? Ah, uh, that's a very good question. <laughs> I mean, it's one that we usually ask, so I'm not sure that it is. <laughs> Uh, well, it hasn't been sitting for very long in the camera, which is nice. Um, yeah. I, I have it sitting in a shelf so I can see it. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed it like, I need to shoot with you because if I don't, I need to get rid of you. And oh. I don't want to get rid of it yet. Okay. Um, because I kind of feel like I just haven't really given it much of a chance. It is a old bellows camera so i what i probably need to do is get a string with the meters <laughs> so i can get things like in focus a little bit better because i'm just oh, not okay. really good at guessing like how many meters unless it's on infinity okay so like a like a like a measuring tape essentially yeah yeah, yeah okay. and i can't you, remember um... who said that but someone said that they like literally had a string measured out yeah and they would just, like, make sure. How do you like shooting the Vogue? Uh, it's adorable. It's beautiful. Okay. Um, but as far as, like, focusing, it's just one of those little tiny uh, little mirror, like, little glass mirrors. You can't see yeah. shit. Like, there is no way. Like, I, I do not, like, I don't know how much brighter it was back then, but it is, like, basically impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it's like a box so, camera, essentially. You just kind of you, you sort of sort of point it at something and hope for the best. Kind of. Uh, I did do something different this time. What's it that? could have been the one that uh, I might have forgot to take out the slide, but it has a sports finder on it, and I used it. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are really handy. <laughs> it's neat. I like the idea, and I put it on Infinity, so I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that. The way that, because the one thing I don't know, and this is kind of true with, um, if any of you guys shoot with a Nikonos, um, the viewfinder, I don't know how, like, far you have to be away from it, because it's not, like, something, like, that you put your eye to. I think you kind of have to hold it up. Oh, okay. And it should be a certain, like, I don't know, a couple inches away from your eye. So, with the... With my Nikonos 5, if I want to use an 80 millimeter lens, uh, I have a viewfinder that goes on top of where the flash socket usually goes. Oh, sure, sure. And that has to be a certain amount of inches away from your your eye face, <laughs> your eyeball face, okay. to um, you know, to properly get the you know whatever you want exposed correctly. Yeah, and it is. Not super easy when you're in the water. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Voigtlander is uh, needing some extra attention. I-, I know everybody probably has a camera that has been sitting on a shelf. Um, luckily, this one doesn't have batteries, so it just needs to be dusted off a little. Um, but yeah, I just... I think I just need to figure out what I want to do with this. Maybe that's something, since it's kind of the beginning of the year, that's something you can do is every couple of weeks go through your cameras and see which ones you want to keep, which ones you want to start shooting more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I definitely don't want to ever feel like I want to keep a camera just because it's pretty. I I mean, Mm -hmm. I obviously do. Um, 
but I want, I want my cameras to be used. And if they're not being used, maybe I need to pass them to someone who will use them. Absolutely. I totally agree. Says the guy with a cardboard box full of exactas under his bed. <laughs> Which is insane because I have like two of your exactas. So how many exactas do you actually have? I lost track. <laughs> Ooh, I, lost I have track. a camera story too. I'll tell you guys later. Don't worry. We'll okay. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. All right. We'll get there. Hold tight. It's a camera story. Woohoo! I mean, it's a film photography podcast, right? We can talk about cameras once in a while. Uh, we, we probably can. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to talk a little bit about Kodak TechPan. Okay. Because a lot of people haven't really heard of it, and very few people have shot it. And a lot of people I, who have shot it are like, ooh, I wish they would do it again. Well, you know, they are not going to bring TechPan out again. That's not something that's going to happen. I think they could. Like, there's nothing, like, illegal about it or anything. But it's described as an almost panchromatic film. And so what I think when I hear almost panchromatic is something similar to Shanghai, which is... Uh, you can you can expose Shanghai to some really dim red light because it's not very red sensitive. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it's not quite ortho, which is just blue and green sensitive, mm-hmm. but it bleeds into the red a little bit. That's Shanghai. Tacpan is kind of the opposite of that. It's incredibly red sensitive, but it's it's even maybe close to infrared. Getting close. I don't think it's there, mm-hmm. but it's very not blue sensitive which means that if you're shooting portraits which a lot of people use this for it will kind of hide the blemishes which are more red against the oh, cool. typically white skin which is what uh kodak would be testing this film on when they when they invented it uh what it does to blue skies is it turns them darker similar to having like a red filter on so this this film is is kind of like um like a red filter essentially so Not what does it do that. to darker tones? Nothing. Okay. Yeah, nothing really. So I think why this film was produced was it was a very sciencey film. They would use it for things like um, photographing through microscopes and photographing through electron microscopes. They would use it to photograph the sun, and they would use it for laser photography, and that's where the extra red came in. The extended red sensitivity was really good for certain lasers. So it wasn't just a science film. You could use it also for um, the same thing you use microfilm for, which would be reducing text, essentially, down to, I think they could reduce it 20 times, which is pretty incredible. So that means it's incredibly fine grain, which is a lot of people like, because if you take what they call a pictorial photo, which is just like a normal photo, you can blow that up 25 times and the grain isn't an issue. Gotcha. That's impressive. So yes, this is, is a, this is a slow film. This is a, well, they rated it between, I think, 16 and 320. But the low ISOs were for the pictorial stuff, like landscapes and just normal photos where you want a full spectrum of, of black to, to white and grays, all the grays in between. Mm-hmm. And... The faster, the higher ISOs, up to 320, were for the things like, you know, we went like strict contrast, like like micro, mi- microfilm 
contrast mm-hmm. where it's either black or transparent on the negative and that's it essentially for developing it if you wanted to develop it like a like a microfilm they had no real instructions on that other than like here's a bunch of developers you can use but if you wanted to you do it like a regular photo like a regular black and white photo they they suggested uh Extol and i think they called it a technodol a uh, developer specifically made for this film to give it uh, a continuous contrast. Okay, you got the developers, but like, what about ISO? Like, is there a range of what you're supposed to be shooting it at? For pictorial photos, yes. And that's uh, 16 to 32, somewhere in that range. I rated mine originally at 25, but since it was old, I think it expired in 92. I bumped that down to 6 ISO. So I shot it at 6 ISO, but I'm rating it around 25 ISO. Gotcha. Yes. I don't know if that will work. This could be nothing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there would be a website somewhere that would disagree with you. Um... Well, I think it's, it's roll by roll. So I, I, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong for this roll. I think what I'm doing with, is pretty common. Well, how many times have you shot with this film? Zero. So this is your one and only roll that you've ever shot? Unless I get more. Aw. Yeah. How sad. Well, I hope I don't like it. <laughs> I know. I guess I, that's kind of... <laughs> that would be kind of mean, but I, I understand. So I guess I'll... Hope that your pictures suck as well. But Thank everybody, you. send bad vibes to Eric right now. <laughs> That's right, especially future. So Eric. he doesn't. So he doesn't like his pictures, and he's not sad that he can't find any more of this. So. Uh, we have thirty seconds before stopping. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, also, we're. We're developing with PMK, so don't forget to save it. That's right. I have the uh, my little my little graduated cylinder here for saving the developer. So yes, this was discontinued in two thousand three, like I said, and nothing ever replaced it. No other companies um, produced a film like this at that point in any anyway. Okay, uh, let's pour out. And so, oh, I hear ya. And so after 2003, if you were using uh, TechPan for anything at all, you were done. You you were done. Yeah. And that's when everything started to go digital. And so a lot of the astral photography and the microscopic photography went digital. So. I wonder how many megapixels it start like, with astrophotography. They were like, oh, we got like a six megapixel... <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm not really sure. I know that. Okay, I, I don't know. I um like for for example the Hubble. Okay. They obviously didn't take film pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, they would beam images back via satellite, and actually okay. that satellite that would collect the images was in Washington, and near near OMAC, Washington, and I've okay. been there. It's it's a really neat place. It's a very it's called, I think it's called the very small array because it's a only a few satellite dishes, but it's pretty cool. And that um, I don't know what they're doing now that the the uh, the new satellite is in orbit or well not quite in orbit yet. But when that comes online, I, that comes, that's going to replace the Hubble, the, the James Webb homophobic guy uh, satellite. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. So fuck that guy, but the the satellite 
seems like it's gonna be pretty awesome. But anyway, the Hubble obviously wasn't filmed, but I don't know like how they process the photos coming back in or the images coming back in. If it was some kind of video technology or I don't know, that's something I should know. Uh, I find it interesting, but I unfortunately do not know. Well, are you ready to fix? Yes, I am. Okay. Oh, shoot. I'm spelling all over the place. Aye, aye, aye. I'm in my office, by the way, because we have people over, and um, it's loud. So it's loud. I am kind of got a little rigged set up in my office here, and um, I'm glad I brought a towel. Let's just say that. <laughs> Always bring a towel. Um, I'm also using a steel reel tape. Yay! Which is nice. It's been a while. Uh, I've been using the, the plastic rails for a minute now. Um, just because I I can't seem to dial in my 220 on the steel reel. Oh yeah, that'd be a pain in the ass. Really terrified about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've just been using plastic and today I had one of those days where it was just really hot in my, in my bag <laughs> and I could not, I could not get the film in the reel right. It just felt sticky and I was like frustrated and it's just that same situation that seems to happen every five or six rolls in. Same old situation. Yeah. It's usually when I'm in a hurry or if I really need to like, <laughs> like I have stuff to do and I'm like, okay, let's like dev pile, let's do this. And then, you know, I'll finish all the rest of my stuff. Uh, it's usually those days. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's funny though. Cause it makes me, it makes me kind of like realize I need to kind of take a step back and just like relax. It's not that big of a deal. Does anybody else have that issue or is it just me? What the sweaty? not being able to get oh being being like having like sweaty hand syndrome? Yeah, like okay. clammy, like hot hands. <laughs> and it just turns the the dark bag into like a sauna. Yes. Basically. Do you, you use like a dark like um one of the bigger square ones, right? I have a dark bag and a dark tent. It does not matter which one I use. Really? Maybe you should get like the tickle tent. <laughs> like a giant one. It's the giant one. Just. Maybe I should, yeah. Yeah. You know, what was it? When I took a class at Otis just to use their dark room, they had yeah. um, they had little dark rooms that you can load your film in. How big and were the dark rooms? Like little booths. Okay. Little small booths. Yes. And instead of using a bag, you just like went into this like really dark room and just kind of tried to find where you put the scissors on, I guess. I don't know. Well, really that's what weird. you do in a dark bag, too. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, oh, maybe I need, like, an actual room. <laughs> maybe. I'd probably get that hot, too, at some point. Well, uh, yeah, but, I mean, hopefully you're not in there long enough. I mean, you're, you're not loading tons of rolls here. It's just one or two. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I don't know. I don't have sweaty hands, I guess, and that's... Uh, <laughs> 
a privilege that I have, and I need yeah, to. It is. It is a privilege. I need to acknowledge my privilege. <laughs> you do. I do. It's, uh, it's it's one of those. I was like super embarrassed about it um, my whole life, actually, because I was before. I was a podcaster. I was a gy- I was a gymnast my whole life. You went um, straight from gymna- g- gymnastics to podcasting. It's a weird <laughs> transition, yeah. but really yeah. Um, no, not exactly right away, but I was growing up um, a gymnast and it like pretty hardcore. And I had sweaty hands and sweaty feet because I would get nervous. And I hated walking on the mats because I would have like I would leave little footprints. And as a eight-year-old, <laughs> a literal eight-year-old competing, um, that was just like the worst thing that could ever happen. I hated it so much. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to just be like, okay, with like, you know what? This is like, I'm just kind of like weird and I have <laughs> moist hands and feet and uh, I've accepted it, but it does come back to haunt me when... <laughs> I'm bloating film. <laughs> well, you did bring shame upon yourself, your family, and your ancestors. So never forget yes. that. Yes, of course. I'm always here to help. Thank you. I know. I really appreciate it. Uh, the, of well, course. So my older sister has it worse than I do. Like, we like used to do these... waterfalls coming out of her hands. Well, we, we, we used to do this, like, this game where we put our hand out, like, palms up, and just stare at your hand and see who could, like get it to beat up fast, like, like sweaty faster. Oh, that's just weird. Yeah. It's a weird thing to do. It's super weird, but it also like is, it's kind of like my magic power, you know, like <laughs> sure. a little bit magic. It's not like any kind of like, <laughs> you know, when you think of magic power, you're like, Oh, I want to fly or I want to like do something rad or be invisible. I just, I got sweaty hands and feet. <laughs> I mean, the Fantastic Four is just going to add one just for you, so. <laughs> I'm already in uh, the Umbrella Academy, so. That's true. With my temper. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Bonnie has a temper. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, we are done fixing, so let's pour the fixer out. All right. Into I the... not bring a funnel. Okay, good luck with that. <laughs> and... Okay, and so, after dumping the fixer, since this is PMK, let's add the developer back into the developing tank, and we will explain what we, why the hell we're doing that for people who haven't heard one of our, our podcasts where we use PMK. And this is the spent developer that we had poured out after developing. Yes. So while the developer, well, the developing qualities, I guess, in that developer are more than likely or generally spent, you're not developing the film at this point. You fixed it, you're done. You could take the film out and you could you could essentially be done. What PMK is, is a staining developer. And so this is the staining part of the liquid that used to be the developer. So that's why after you're done developing, you pour the developer back into the cylinder or whatever, the, the jug that you got it out of. And then after fixing, you add it back to your developing tank. So you soak the film for two minutes, depending. You know, I don't think you can really over-soak it. But two minutes-ish. And that will stain the film, which is neat. And apparently helps when you're printing. It uh, gives it what sharper, more sharpness or... 
it's probably some placebic thing, but uh, it turns your your film brown, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, magic. Yep. It no, not really magic. It's just brown. <laughs> I mean, it's not sweaty hands, but it's close. It's not, well, yeah, it's calm down here. It's not sweaty hands <laughs> magic. It's just regular magic. Ay, ay, ay. Well, we are done with the staining. It's been okay. two minutes. So let's pour out the developer. Okay. And it's time for a wash. So let's break for commercial. Wreck. You are a wreck. Why are you so uptight this morning? Oh, I've got my interview today. Where are my eyelashes? You'll feel a lot cooler if you just use some Johnson's baby powder. Why did I cut my hair? I look like a squirrel. Who am I? I have no idea. But you'll feel a lot better if you just use some baby powder. If it's going to be one of those days when you need to keep a little cooler, a little drier, and a lot more comfortable, use pure Johnson's baby powder. <gasps> my baby powder. I'm going to need that today. Hey, we're back. All right. All right. Now it's the moment we've been waiting for, and here is where we see if we have images. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I want to know if you got pictures and how much so you do love I. them. All right. Let's check this out. I have images. It is very contrasty. Ooh. But I have images, and some of them are very, like, very white. Well, dark on the on the negative. Mm. Yeah, there's probably not a lot of dynamic range here, but I see a couple that are quite lovely. We'll see what the yeah. scanner can do, though. We'll see. Hmm. How about you? I have, a, I have a good feeling about yours. Um, unfortunately, it's bad, but good. I don't know. I mean, it depends. Maybe you could search the film and uh, find some. But okay. Why don't you want? To, what do you, What do your photos look like? I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> what is happening here? Oh my goodness! Wow, they're so stained. They're like stained perfectly. Oh, neat. Yeah, they're like super green and fun. Um, oh wow, mine aren't stained at all. Oh, this is neat. I love the youth. Oh, even the cow one, it has a little bit of a light leak, but it looks good. And um, I did take a picture of my little nieces, and it looks like I didn't get them in focus. It looks like maybe the funny thing is next to them on the left, it looks focused, not them. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh I'm so excited about these. These look lovely. I uh, can't wait to show you guys. Um, yay! Success! Hooray! <laughs> I don't know. Maybe success. How about we just check the futures already? Why don't we go to the futures? Hello, welcome to the future. So, Vanya, yes. how are your photos? What do you think? Um, I sent... I showed you a few of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one in landscape and the rest in portrait, which okay. is kind of my thing i guess uh there is there seems to be some tension issues with um me rewinding it um why do you say that I have, because i have some scratches on every single frame mm -hmm. um 
they're just like these like white lines going down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can kind of see them. They're they're darker in yeah. some pictures. They're lighter in others, but they're all basically the same. Um, I think I might have. Uh, I'm not exactly sure if. <laughs> If it is a problem or not, we were talking about maybe like replacing some of the velvet, which could help. Uh, but I kind of feel like I might want to try to shoot it one more time, um, just regular, because of the one thing that I did not mention when I went to uh, develop the the role, which is when I took it out of the camera, it looked like the film was loaded in backwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So I put the film on the take-up reel wrong, but I still expose the pictures. Yes. So I... It could be coming from that. Sure. <laughs> I yeah. don't know how I did that wrong, but it was really, really confusing, and I thought that I would have a blank roll, uh, but I don't. No. And, of course, it is a little bit odd to load this camera like than other ones, whatever. So... Yeah, maybe just I should try it one more time and actually load it properly with the take-up reel and see if that tension issue goes away. Yeah. As far as the pictures themselves, I like how um, this camera looks with Ilford. Yeah. FP4 Plus and PMK. I like the combination. I think it's really beautiful. This camera is a 6 by 9 and it has gorgeous, like, just absolutely gorgeous round, rounded um, corners to yeah. the photographs. <laughs> the edges are so wonderful. And I'm looking at, I, I probably don't remember the the aperture you shot these at, I would assume. You know, why, why would you? It'd be a weird thing to remember. But it looks like such a fun lens. Oh, absolutely. I kind of think that this this is a good camera for this type of film where I'm kind of like maybe a little confused about it. It gives me like Fraula vibes a little bit. Um, like how she does Berger is with her old like box cameras and things. It does, um, yeah. It definitely has a little bit of that feel. I'm just really awful with the focusing, which I did mention. Um, you did send me a link to some sort of device that is actually called a rangefinder and it's not a camera it's actually a rangefinder so i think i might look into that and um if i can get something that's maybe af affordable enough i might just get one of those to add to my collection of random things i have for my cameras yeah yeah it's a it's a more modern device it's i think it's used for golf <laughs> And yeah. it's laser, so it's it's pretty accurate. Lasers, uh, it, you guys, lasers. Lasers. It goes, uh, I think it measures up to like a thousand yards or something, which is, it's way more than you're going to need for a camera. So there might be something else out there, but it's worth checking into. Yeah. So all in all, I need some practice, but I am quite pleased. I will probably develop Ilford FP4 Plus with PMK again. Yeah, I've done it with that. It's okay. I've never figured out a way to to work with FP4. And mm. I might just, I mean, I don't really have any now, so it's not a big deal. 
But yeah, FP4 and HP5, I, I, neither of those have, have ever been really successful or happy with. Hmm. Well, how about your photos? Well, um, as I mentioned before in the past, my wish was to um, not, not like this film and uh, mm -hmm. or at least not get good photos. And my wish was fulfilled. I definitely either overexposed it or overdeveloped it or both. Mm -hmm. I blew out a lot of the skies, which is a bummer because I really wanted to see what the, the you know, how the skies would be darker. I did a lot of work in post to to kind of tame all of that down. And there was a little bit of data there that I could I can share with you. The four pictures that I'm sharing are from Wyoming. It's White Mountain area plus uh, Church Church Butte, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I do remember that. Uh, Church Butte is a location I visited a few times before, but it's also a location that um, Laura, oh, what is her name? Laura Webb Nichols? Laura Webb Nichols <laughs> visited, yeah. <laughs> So that was kind of fun to be, you know, to, to, to learn that after the fact. Yeah. It, yeah. it gives me, um, Tasma McRite, <laughs> Tasma McRat vibes. This it does. This definitely look like a duplicating film to me. Which makes um, a lot of sense. Yeah. It's, they're both microfilms. I just think I, I, sh I, I don't know. I, I shot it at six ISO because it was expired, but apparently this stuff ages very well. And I probably could have <laughs> shot it at 25 or, or 32. I think you could have. And that's a, that's unfortunate because now I feel bad for wishing <laughs> wishing bad on you because I kind of want to see what you do with it. Uh, hopefully another role comes your way and now you'll know that you probably don't need to adjust your ISO as much as you did. Yeah. But or, you did say that you would not use PMK. And why is that? I think I would use HC110. The... Kodak uh, Kodak recommended Xtol. If you don't have the the what is it called Technodol or whatever, they recommended Xtol okay. with a pretty strong recommendation for HC110. I mean, all mm -hmm. of those are their own developers, so that makes sense. They're not going to recommend somebody else's developer. But the HC110 one seems like it might work best mm -hmm. for for me. I don't I don't want to mess with Xtol. We we did just do some of that, but it's like Xtol one plus one or something. So I don't know what we have or anything like that. So. Yeah, I think if I ever come across it again, I will shoot it really close to box speed, unless there's some good reason not to, and develop mm -hmm. it in a different developer. And Did maybe shoot it in less contrasty conditions. Also, I believe I was probably me I was probably shooting this with a yellow filter. Hmm. So that I don't know if it helped or not. Yeah, huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that's that. Um, in the in the in the episode, you mentioned the sports finder on the Voigtlander. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the picture. That was uh, you, you forgot to take the dark slide out. Uh, yeah, I took two. So the oh. first one, the horizontal, is also that. Oh, okay. So that one was with two. the sports finder. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, light leaks in that one too, and I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. 
I feel like it's a, there's a little flap on the back of the camera where there's a red window. So yeah. you open the flap up and then you rotate it to the next frame. Mm-hmm. And I'm just this one looks like it very much is um the red window that leaked. Yeah, I I would say that it is and maybe getting some different like some more ruby lith and yeah. putting it in there. I've got just I got like eight eight big sheets of ruby lith right now. And Ooh. since I have to send you stuff, I'll send you one. Thank you. Yeah, I have some tape. Oh, that's right. That you do. I could I could tape a little uh-huh. extra piece of red on top. So yeah. I might do that first and see if that works. So maybe some velvet at some point and then some extra tape as well. Yeah. And the yeah. tape I'm talking about, I think I got on Amazon. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I mentioned during the episode, I mentioned the Hubble and like, oh, I don't know how the Hubble images get there. So I did, did a couple of things. I looked some stuff up and I, I messaged Stephanie Rose. If you don't follow her, you, you really should. She's a wonderful photographer. Uh, Stephanie.Rosie is her name on Instagram. And she uh, had a, a bit of information for me, which was kind of nice. And it's nice having... It's nice being able to call upon people when you, when you need information that you don't know how to, how to how to gather yourself. And so the Hubble is obviously not film. That's This isn't film photography at this point. Hubble is and always was a digital camera, had a digital camera on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, and they may have done some replacing over the years, but at this point it has two digital cameras, a spectrograph and an interferom- interferometer. And I'm sorry, I don't really, that's for guidance. It's somehow... It works for God. I know nothing about that. So these cameras, these imaging systems, they gather visible light, UV light, and infrared light all at the same time. And they use that to make an image, which is beamed back to Earth. Now, these images are black and white images. And I guess they use the information from the spectrometer to figure out what the colors would be. And from from what I can gather, it's done by a human. The coloring is done by a human, but it's more than likely, at least it was originally, more than likely computer generated now. But one thing that's also cool is, no, that's it. That's really it. There's nothing else cool about it. So I don't, I, don't, I guess um, she was saying here that, that they tr- the the Hubble transmits 120 gigabits of data, gigabits, gigabytes, gigabytes of data each week, which is kind of a lot for a camera made and installed in 2002. So it's a lot of information. Again, all digital, nothing film related, but uh, interesting nonetheless how they do that. Indeed. Indeed. So thank you, Stephanie, for the information. We uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, it's kind of a weird little tangent that I felt like we had to, to uh, I don't know, cover it because we went on a tangent. So why not continue down that little road? Since we're in the future, is there anything else you would like to say, recommend, talk about? Uh, well, I started shooting the Color Shanghai. I've had some interests and in what that's going to look like. It's the, the 35 millimeter uh-huh. Uh-huh. and the 120. I haven't, 
actually started shooting the 120. I just started shooting the 35, but um, I'm really excited about it. Um, I've heard there's sprocket holes in the 120. Someone asked me about it and I said, I've heard the same thing, but I'm not sure yet. Okay. So um, I think I'm shooting for developing some color for the next step party and that will hopefully be those uh rolls of shanghai so stay tuned yes next dev party we will be doing color i will be doing i think i might send you some ecn too i need some color okay i need both okay i will send you some ecn too because i would like to do an ecn2 episode we haven't done one in quite a while where we just kind of go over how it all works and how it all happens so that would be that would be good, I think. Okay. Okay. So I guess that's everything. I don't have anything else to say. So let's we'll send it back to the past. Okay. Okay. See you later. And thank you so much, future Eric and Vanya. It was quite a pleasure to hear what you had to say about the pictures. I have not scanned yet. Um, also, if you could just like maybe scan all my photos for me so I don't have to, that would be fantastic. What's really neat is that future Vanya does scan all of your photos for you. I know. <laughs> uh, Very nice of her. I don't want to scan anymore. <laughs> I don't want to scan anymore. I love scanning 120. <laughs> I just do. I just I do. Yeah. Well, I guess that covers everything for this episode of Dev Party, unless you've got anything else to add. Yes. Happy New Year, everybody. Well, yes. Obviously, Happy New Year. <laughs> How rude of me to forget. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I mean, is it new? I think we're all pretty skeptical by this point. We're just like, all right, yeah, whatever. Happy I New think Year. We know it. I think we can say that it's new. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, not, maybe, maybe it's a happy thing we're skeptical on. I really like how the CDC was just like, eh, yeah, just five days is fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're all just like, well, whatever, okay. <sighs> so, yeah, let's let's hope that this year is, uh, there's more progress to be, to be had. Let's just say that. Yes, let's, let's hope for that. Well, thank you all very much for listening. Once again, we will be back with our main episodes i think it's january 25th is when unless you're with patreon they'll come back so yes we have to start working on those soon mm -hmm. we will be back in two weeks with another dev party don't know what that is yet and we will be we'll probably pop in once or twice between all of that just to kind of say hey what's up what's up exactly see what you guys so, are shooting yeah I guess so. I'm not sure how we would find that out from a podcast, but we will do our best. So thank all right. you all so much for listening. We love you, and bye-bye. Party on, Eric. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs>